Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports where we are a guy and a girl who just really love to talk all things sports. So if you love sports as much as we do, make sure you're tuning in every Monday and every Thursday for another episode of A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. But we cannot thank you guys enough for tuning in to A Guy and a Girl Talk Sports. We know that there's so many amazing sports podcasts and just podcasts out there to listen to, so we appreciate it. And if you have a minute, leave a rating, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. And if you want a little daily fix of a guy and a girl talk sports, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So let's get into today's highlights. All right, I feel like it's been forever, so let's just kind of catch everybody up on what's been going on for the past seven days where we've been kind of just quiet. Yeah, so we actually skipped two of our days of posting on podcast. So we were supposed to post last Thursday and this Monday, but we actually moved into a new house. We bought our first home, which was super exciting, but obviously all of our podcast equipment was packed. It is very hard to find things that you have packed up. So we had to skip two, but we're so excited to be back and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, I know. I cannot wait. I feel like sports just decided to kind of pick right back up when we decided to move and not be able to podcast. So it's really good to be back. I'm excited to kind of talk about all things sports. We're going to go through some highlights that we just kind of personally have been following along with and really want to discuss. And then we're just going to get into sports. We're going to talk about every single sport kind of what's been going on with that sport and then obviously what the plans are for that sport to return because pretty much everything's returning this month. It's incredible. Yeah, there's a lot happening. So let's jump into our first highlight of the day. Um, And it has to do with one of the sports that has returned, which is the NWSL. They are actually getting a team. Hang on. Can I clarify what the NWSL is? Because I feel like some people listening might be like, what's the NWSL? So the NWSL is the National Women's League of Soccer. Yes. So it is the professional women's soccer league so it's the mls women's form (laughs) exactly so they have been a majority owned by men and a majority owned by wealthy people in general so basically your teams are normally owned by one or two people who happen to have a lot of money Um, and some people decided they wanted to take a team into their own hands have a female owned team and have a team that was actually owned by a group of people rather than just one or two extremely wealthy people. So some names you might recognize, a majority of it was kicked off by Natalie Portman, who got the idea from listening to Abby Wambach actually give a speech about how she was one of the, literally the most famous soccer players in women's history, in history in general, and she couldn't even buy a team if she wanted to because of how much she was paid during her time. So Shaking my head, that's crazy. If y'all think about her... I mean, just accolades and accomplishments. If she was a male, she'd be set. She'd be rich. So basically, she her goal was always to own a team, but obviously she couldn't do that. So Natalie Portman decided, like, let's kickstart a team and just get a bunch of women who want to own a part of a team and just group together. So Natalie Portman is a partial owner. Obviously, Abby Wambach and another name you might recognize from, obviously, soccer is Mia Hamm. You have people like Serena Williams, who also bought a portion of the team for her daughter, who now owns it. She is the youngest owner of a franchise ever. (laughs) Exactly. You have Jennifer Garner, Eva Longoria, Jessica Chastain. Literally, the names could go on. And there's a whole bunch of women who have backed this team. It's going to be in Los Angeles, and I believe it's going to come in 2021, I want to say. So super exciting that they were able to get this group of women together to create an entire soccer team. Yeah, that's really cool. I cannot wait to see, one, what they actually are able to do and the team that they're able to create, and then, two, how it's ran. And to see the differentiation between the MLS or the NWSL organizations that are ran by those people that we were just discussing that are kind of monopolizing their organizations 
Or kind of the other route, which is taking a group of people that are just in love with the game and in love with changing a culture. Yep. And uh, taking a hands-on approach. It's really cool. So moving on, we're going to stay in Los Angeles, but we're just going to kind of change gears. And that is going to be about HBO Hard Knocks. So it kicks off August 11th. It's going to be covering. I'm really excited about this because one, I just really want to see the new stadium and kind of all the ins and outs of it. And then two, I'm really excited to kind of see how it's going to work with two teams in one area. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to give us like a good look behind the curtain on how it's actually going to work and just maybe even what some people think about it. So I think it's going to be a very interesting season of the show. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. So now moving on. Also, if you hear anything in the background, that would be our dog snoring. She's incredibly relaxed with our new house. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic, but it's also like, eh, Mill, you got to chill out. I'm a little jealous. But anyways, shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo. He becomes the first player to score 50-plus goals in the Premier League, La Liga, and Serie A. I mean, my Mm -hmm. God. Hang on. We haven't done it in a while. We had to to break it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that he was able to do that. That is true. But also extremely impressive. He just can add it to the lengthy list of accomplishments he's had in his soccer career. Is he the greatest scorer of all time in in soccer? I mean, you can make the oh, argument. Yeah, that's a definite argument. Let's make that a GG debate. So we'll put that up on our Instagram, GG Talk Sports. Is Cristiano Ronaldo the best scorer of all time in soccer? Let us know your thoughts. All right, so moving on. Somebody got paid. I mean, this dude secured the bag for 13 years for $380 million, and that would be Mookie Betts. He signed a new deal with the LA Dodgers. My goodness. I think it's very funny because probably, I mean, way before coronavirus even happened, this trade was like going to happen and it was kind of back and forth. We weren't sure if it was even going to happen or if it was going to be long term or they were just going to test him out what they were thinking. And then it turns into this massive deal, this massive contract. So good for him for obviously solidifying and proving to them exactly what his worth is. So it's a big one. Not as big as Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes got paid. And I want to talk about that, but I do also want to say shout out to Mookie because he hands down deserves it. The amount of accolades, achievements to his name at such an early age. He's not that young now, but he's still young enough to be on the rise in my personal opinion. So just shout out to him. Shout out to the Dodgers for being, I don't know, just kind of having that trust and throwing him that that amount of money. My God. Yeah, it's big. But I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So 13 years, $380 million to go play baseball or 10 years half a billion dollars to go play football which is patty mahomes and those are very different because one is 120 million dollars difference and it's also three years longer so i just want to ask you personally what are your thoughts on a long-term mlb contract and a long-term nfl contract do you think that those can be kind of comparative because it's interesting to see the nfl almost go to this route to pay a player like an mlb person would or like an mlb organization would yeah so i think that it's a lot more unheard of in the nfl and we know that to be true i think the reason being is because there's so much that can come into play when it's in the nfl like injuries can play such a massive part um like just not playing as well even just season to season like the talent can change in a single player so i think these long-term deals happen a lot less in the NFL, and I just think it goes to show the extreme talent and the extreme promise and also just the extreme like value that everybody sees in Patty Mahomes because this doesn't happen in the NFL very often like it does in the MLB, which even 13 years is insane. Like That's a significant period of time, but I don't think you can really compare it because it doesn't happen in the NFL except for in this situation. We'll see if they kind of 
start playing into this realm more in the NFL if they get players that they really find that they think that are going to be like their next decade. But I don't think it's going to be it's going to be rare still, I think. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. So moving on to our final highlight, and that is the WNBA article. I just wanted to get this kind of out there on the podcast and tell everybody to go read it because it was really eye-opening. And two, just shout out to her for being able to have the courage to write this article. So this is Elena Del Don, and if I mispronounced her name, I apologize. But she wrote an article called An Open Letter About My Health. And I think it's on The Athletic, if you guys want to go check it out. I know it was on their Instagram page. That's where I saw it originally. Um, But long story short, it was really eye-opening. I just cannot imagine. I think she takes like 64 pills a day just to stay able to play the game of basketball. And then long story short, she now is getting told that she will not get paid essentially. And she doesn't get medical leave, if you will. I know. It doesn't make sense to me. And the doctors, the worst part of this whole thing is the doctors didn't even consult her or her doctors. They just read the report and said, eh, nope. Exactly. So then they made her choose between putting herself at risk because basically she has lupus, which makes her immune compromised and they won't let her opt out for that reason because I don't know why, but they decided not to be able to do that. So basically she has to sacrifice her paycheck or her health. She's having to choose between both. And I just think that's so unfortunate. And to your point, they absolutely should have consulted her or her doctors to fully understand the situation. So she didn't get put in that position, but definitely go read the article because it's even more detailed on how it all went down and just her situation in general. And hopefully the WNBA comes to the right conclusion for her. So she, I mean, they already came to one, but maybe they can readjust and hopefully put her in a better situation because they put her in a bad one right now. Yeah. And somebody like Elena, she's been around the WNBA for a few years. She's done incredible things in the WNBA. She's been an outstanding teammate, role model, all of the above. And now they're going to turn their back on her like this. It just doesn't make sense to me. So Anyways, guys, I just want to get that on the podcast. Go give it a read. It was really interesting and fascinating. And with that being said, we're now going to move into our topic of today, which is sports are back. Literally, sports are back. We are happy. We got the MLS on right now while we're podcasting. I'm excited. I know. So basically, a few sports have already come back. And then in the next literally like week or two, so many more sports will be back on our television. So we want to just cover off on some of those since we've been MIA for two episodes and let's start off with some soccer. Like Chad said, we're watching it as we actually podcast right now. But the MLS and the NWSL have both come back and they're doing their like kind of entry tournament. And I think one thing I want to point out here, especially with MLS and just soccer in general, is the fact that, yes, they had some significant test positive at the beginning. But since then, we've seen basically no positive tests which leads me to believe that their bubble is actually working. They're keeping their players safe while still being able to play sports, and I think that's a pretty amazing feat. No, yeah, I agree. I mean, during a time where in the U.S. statistically COVID is going up, they they are staying stagnant, yeah, which is incredible. They're staying healthy. Maybe that's the better way of saying it, not stagnant, but healthy, which is unheard of in the U.S. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Hats off to them. I will say the only caveat or downside I have to this whole entire thing is if they can stay healthy and not have any cases spread, why can't we? Yeah, but that's because the rest of us don't follow rules (laughs) and everybody in these bubbles are required to follow rules, which is just something that for some reason the rest of the United States can't manage to do. It's very unfortunate, but at least in the sports world, it's seeming to work, Um, especially for soccer who have already been in the bubble for several weeks. They're making it happen, and we're getting really entertaining soccer because of it. 
Um, and so they're they're basically both about to head into or have head into the actual elimination rounds of the tournament, which will get even more exciting. They did kind of their round robin groups, um, and now they'll actually lead into elimination. So if you haven't been watching, now is the time to tune in because these sport, the games are about to get even more intense. Yeah, and I will say, you know, just to actually dive in a little bit and talk about soccer, I've really enjoyed it. I think that, you know, you can really tell that these players have not been practicing together, which obviously they haven't been able to. But slowly you're able to see that they are getting these chemistry together, slowly starting to actually play some really good soccer, really competitive soccer, and just get into the flow of the matches. So it's been really fun and exciting to watch. Yeah, I agree. So like we said, tune in to the upcoming matches. Um, it'll be really fun to see kind of who comes out on top after all of these games. And a little hint, hint. We will be having a friend join us who actually is on one of these professional soccer teams to discuss his time during this whole craziness in a bubble. Yes, so, so stay, stay tuned. Exactly. So stay <laughs> subscribed and all the above. I want to jump into the UFC. Yeah. The UFC during this time has done something that no other sport obviously can really do, but also something that no other sport did do. And that is they bought an island (laughs) and they built a freaking octagon and they hosted two incredible fight cards. Yeah. So they've actually hosted three at this point. That is true. That is true. Good catch. Because I forgot about the Wednesday one. After you said two, I was like, yeah. Then I was like, oh, wait, there was actually a Wednesday fight night too. So they've actually hosted three cards, and I think there's going to be a fourth one, all on Fight Island in Abu Dhabi. And they've actually been able to bring international fighters to this island, which they weren't able to do so much whenever they were hosting um, fights within the United States. So they've just done a good job of pivoting, per se, if you've watched Friends, we mention it all the time. But they've done a good job of pivoting during the situation and setting themselves up for also future success. I mean, I highly doubt they're just going to use Fight Island now and not come back to it. So No, not at all. Fight Island will be very relevant, in my personal opinion. And I do want to say, really, the only case that they had was one. And it was Gilbert Burns who had to pull out, and Jorge Masvidal took his spot, which was... We don't need to talk about that. It was sad. Yeah, we already covered that one. But I do want to talk about the bout on Fight Island on July 25th between Darren Till and Robert Whittaker. Mm-hmm. That's about to be a brawl. So it's literally free, guys. I think it's just on ESPN. It might be on ESPN Plus if I'm wrong. I am sorry. Hit us up on Instagram and tell me that I was wrong. GG Talk Sports. But I'm really excited. I think that this is going to be a fantastic fight. There's 15 fights on this card, which is going to be exciting as hell. So I'm really looking forward to it. Whittaker versus Till. July 25th, this Saturday, turn your TVs on to ESPN and enjoy some fights. If you don't like blood, don't turn it on. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But we have covered the UFC a ton over the last few months. So we're just going to move on now to the MLB because for all of you baseball fans out there, the long-awaited moment and the long-negotiated moment Longest negotiation ever. Exactly. It's finally arriving. So on Thursday, it's opening night in baseball and everybody's going to be so happy that baseball is back um they are going to obviously start playing but i think the one difference here which we want to talk about is the fact that actually in baseball they will be traveling so they are going to keep games within their division it's not going to be the same as where they're just going all over the place but there is still going to be travel involved which isn't something that we're used to in these bubble situations um with like the mls with nba so it's going to be interesting to see how that is different. Yeah, I definitely am really interested to see how this works because I feel like this is going to be the closest test to tell us if we're going to have football this year. Yeah, true. And no offense to baseball. I love baseball. But if I had to pick between baseball or football, I would pick football any day of the week. So I think this is a great tell. This is going to be a fantastic way to be able to see if, one, sports are tangible again to be able to travel, and two, 
if we're going to be able to have MLB and NFL again for the upcoming year. Yeah, I agree. And to that same point, there have been players who have opted out of playing in the MLB, just like there have been um, with a majority of other sports that have decided to come back. So we'll see how kind of teams adjust to their new lineups. We'll see how they adjust to just being back in general because they went a long period of time and there was a lot of conversation in that period of time. But I do want to say, hands down, shout out to the MLB and MLBPA for being able to come to some sort of an agreement. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, but I do want to say shout out to the MLB and the MLBPA for being able to come to some sort of an agreement because I know there's a lot of bad blood. I know there was a lot of kind of headbutting, if you will. So I'm glad they were able to come to agreement. I'm looking forward to see if they can kind of make a portable bubble almost and see if it works. Yeah. And they're actually going to be coming to another agreement. We'll see if they actually make any changes, but they were in talks about maybe making um, a deeper playoff portion of the season rather than just the traditional playoff season. There's a lot of back and forth because people are predicting um, that fall is going to be really rough for coronavirus and then your usual flu and those sorts of situations. So they're trying to see if they want to elongate the playoffs. That'll be another decision that they're going to have to come to together. So we'll keep an eye on that one too. But another one that's coming back also starting this week is the NBA, which I think I might be more excited about than the MLB. Sorry about that. Where We have been very open and honest about not being the number one baseball fans in the world. Yeah. I will say, though, I'm a massive playoff baseball fan. When it comes to playoff baseball and the lights get turned on, I mean, I'm there. I'm tuned in. TV's turned on. TV volume cranked all the way up. And I'm yelling at the TV. Not for anybody. Just (laughs) yelling. And I don't know half the shit I'm yelling at, but I'm yelling. Yeah, exactly. So until the playoff baseball rolls around, we'll definitely be watching the NBA. Also because we will get into the NBA playoffs, obviously, a lot quicker than we will the MLB playoffs. But scrimmages are starting. Yes. So there are going to be 22 scrimmages. I think technically there's only 20 left because I think there were two actually tonight. And they're going to be televised on NBA TV. So if you have that... You guys are probably watching already. If you don't have it, then definitely check it out if you're curious or want to see kind of some of the NBA scrimmages that will be taking place before really everything starts up. Yeah, exactly. And then we will start seeing some of the regular games. Those will be back on our normal channels, so I'm really looking forward to those. I believe they start on Friday, I want to say, or next week sometime. So make sure you're starting to tune into that too because, like we said, there's only eight games per team before we actually end the playoffs. I know, it's going to be crazy. I cannot wait to see who's going to take those last two spots in the Western Conference. But I do want to ask you, how do you think the bubble's been handled by the NBA so far? Do you think they've done a good job? I think they've done actually a really good job handling the bubble. And I think they're very similar to the MLS in the number of cases has gone down significantly since everybody's been in the bubble, almost obsolete in general. I mean, they had zero. They literally had, I think it was the most recent, they had zero tests positive. Yeah, zero new positive tests, which just goes to prove if you're listening and you refuse to wear a mask or any of these things, pay attention to these bubbles because it's not a coincidence that people get into these kind of climates and actually end up staying safe and these players are in a good situation. So I think it says a lot about how they are building these environments for these teams. Um, And I think that they've handled it extremely well, especially for players like, unfortunately, Russell Westbrook had COVID and the way they handled him not showing up until literally like yesterday to the bubble because he had to have two negative COVID tests before he could even arrive. Um, They're handling the situation with... Zion super well because obviously he had to leave for a family reason so they're trying to figure out how to get him back into the bubble so I think they're doing the right things and I think it's paying off obviously okay so with the, I agree do you think it's going to stay that way 
So I actually do think it's going to stay that way because we've talked about it a few times, but I think only a few teams are really going to have to last the full length of this bubble situation and this kind of quarantine situation because other teams are going to end up going home. So you're really going to only have to count on a few people and a few teams to really make it the full length. And I think that as grown men, they can be trusted to do it. You would hope so. What do you think? Yeah, You would hope so, honestly. I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like it's their job. That is their obligation. So if it was me and if I was in that situation, I wouldn't be doing shit. I would be sitting in my room, hanging out, playing some video games or reading the playbook or whatever the case may be to be ready for when my time is called upon because that's your job. That is what you're supposed to do. That is your, that's what you're getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. So why would you do that and put your families, you know, safety and health at risk and jeopardy and not to mention a ton more people yeah i definitely agree there's definitely a lot of people's health or safety or even livelihood at stake um if you know people are breaking the rules of the bubble and leaving the bubble and all that jazz so we'll see as time plays out if they actually can stick to the bubble or not but at the time being they are doing a good job they're staying in the bubble and it's paying off for them and now we are actually going to have nba basketball which honestly i'm super freaking pumped about yeah, so I cannot wait. We're actually going to do a whole entire episode regarding kind of all the NBA finalist awards and all of those people that were announced for the finalists for those awards. So stay tuned. I think we'll probably do it in the next few episodes. So don't forget to subscribe. But I do want to hop into the NHL, which is going to be not in America. It's actually going to be held in Canada instead of the U.S. because, well, let's just be honest with ourselves. Coronavirus cases have been going up dramatically in the United States. Canada has really done a fantastic job and kind of spearheading this whole um, COVID crisis and well yeah they've done a much better job of managing the crisis in general and because of that obviously um, NHL figured that they should move their destinations to Canada I think there was also conversations about Canadian players getting to the United States and it was you know they came to better deal and better terms with Canada so now it's going to be in two Canadian cities um, and that's just what it's going to be. So there's, I can't argue that, though. I can't either. I would have I mean, done the same thing. I think thing. it was a smart move, for sure. And I think that it's going to pay off for them as well. So they have, like, two bubbles. Everybody knows we're kind of hopping into the playoffs there, too. So we're going to come back with high intensity with NHL, too. Yeah, so mark your calendars, guys. August 1st is when that will be starting off. It's going to be really exciting. I think it's going to be kind of like the MLS, almost. It's going to be very uh, sloppy to start off. Yeah. And then it'll really get fine-tuned and more competitive and more kind of the way that hockey is supposed to be played. Especially playoff hockey. Exactly. Because playoff hockey is just something different. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to watch probably in all of sports. And so we're going to actually wrap it up. I know, guys. We're sorry. It was a short one. We uh, we just wanted to talk about everything and anything sports because there's been so many announcements. And, well, if you listen to our podcast, you obviously have been not getting informed. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. So we're doing a whole roundabout way of uh, informing about every single sport in one episode. But I want to say one thing. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, GG Talk Sports, and let us know because we're also considering doing an individual episode, kind of breaking down each sport and how they've handled this pandemic. Because I think it's been so fascinating to see how each sport's handled everything differently. So let us know on GG Talk Sports, any really social media platform you can find us on. And with that being said, I want to conclude this with the NFL. What do you think? 
Yep, so the NFL has started to realize that their time to make decisions has come to this point in time. So a lot of players are expected to show up for training camp. Um, and this is actually the moment in time where it matters for them, the decisions that they're making. And we've seen that with the um, their players organization as well and their players association demanding basically better, um, I would say, protocol for managing their health. And there was obviously some experts that had recommended ways to do that to the NFL, and the NFL originally decided that they didn't want to follow those to a T. The players were not happy, and they spoke out. And unlike the MLB, unfortunately, they came to a pretty quick conclusion on that um, matter. They're going to have daily testing, and then once they kind of get down to a certain threshold, then they'll go to every other day. I mean, the NFL literally tried to say that COVID wasn't a part of their medical leave or something like that absurd in the contract that they were originally starting to negotiate from. Yeah, they definitely started from like bare minimum, basically nothing. And now they've actually come up to meet the players where they felt they needed to be met, which is good because obviously in this situation, you need to meet the players because those are the ones who are really needing that attention. It was a good point that was made is like, all these owners are making the decisions, but the owners can easily be tucked away up in their box. They never have to come to practice. They never have to even go to games if they don't want to go to games. They're never going to be the ones face-to-face with 30 other players. Um, so they're making decisions based on their own thoughts, but the players are going to be in a way different situation than them. So I'm glad that they've came to the conclusion that obviously the players need this protection. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, no offense to any owner, but you're the owner, not yeah. the player. So you have to take care of your players if you want to continue to be the owner. So I'm glad that everybody's coming to the right conclusions and they're doing the right protocols to ensure that the players are safe. Yeah. I do want to talk about one thing while I have like 30 seconds before we wrap this episode up. NFL preseason. I just want to say mm-hmm. one quick point about that. I think it is an incredible disadvantage to every single rookie NFL free agent that is trying to make a name for themselves to take away preseason. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad that they did it for this time period. I think they obviously should bring it back, and I hope they will. But I think every single NFL free agent and every single rookie is at such a huge disadvantage because preseason is where you make a name for yourself. It's where you get to practice the playbook. It's where you actually get live reps. I mean, that's going to be tough. Yeah, it's definitely where a majority of those either – Early on players like rookies or even the second or third year players who are still trying to, you know, get their foothold in the game. Um, they are getting all their reps there. And to your point, a lot of them are making a name for themselves in those reps. If they don't get those, then that's tough. Even for rookies who are going to just start immediately, like a Joe Burrow, he's going to be at a disadvantage too because he doesn't actually even get that practice. His first game is going to be the first live football that he plays with his team. So there's a lot of disadvantages for younger players in general, I know a lot of um, veteran players are obviously not upset about it because they don't even need it. And it's actually worse for them a lot of times because they end up getting hurt. And so. they don't get paid. <laughs> exactly. They don't even get paid the same as they do in a normal game. So I think it's a, you know, it's a give and take situation. And to your point, it makes sense that they take it away for this year. But hopefully it's not a long-term decision that they're making based on these circumstances. Well said. I completely agree. And I think with that, that's going to wrap up our episode. So we hope that everybody enjoyed. We cannot thank you guys enough for tuning in and listening and supporting and all of the above. So if you don't mind, leave a rating, leave a review, and obviously don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, exactly. And head over to our Instagram, Sports, and let us know which sport you're most excited about that's coming back because we basically get all of them all at once. So let us know what you're excited to watch. 
And as always, we just want to give a big thank you to everybody on the front lines or everybody who's doing their part during this time because we all know the pandemic is very clearly not over. So continue to do your part and continue to stay healthy. And safe. Thank you guys. Talk to you later.